Hello and welcome everyone to episode 22 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake, as always, and joined with me today are three additional co-hosts. We have Jack, John, and Tony. Welcome all. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll start with you, Jack. Welcome back. What's uh, what's new with you in the world of VGC and Pokemon? Well, I have been... I'm feeling a little sick today, but doing all right. And in the world of VGC, I've made adaptations on a team that I've been very fond of with Serilege and have recently got to 1700 on ladder so looking to use it in the tournament and hopefully get a good result all right that is fantastic now is it a is it a, a quote-unquote like ladder cheese team or is it one that you want to see open team sheet of somebody else well i mean i prefer using open team sheet but the, i think the best thing about my team is it can be used in either because there's some things on there that people could consider best of one but also when people see it in best of three they're probably too surprised to be able to adjust to it. Very cool. Very cool. I like that. That is a, a very fun way to play, especially when you have, you know, some tournaments that'll do when they are so massive, they'll try and go to that best of one format and then go best of three in the top cut or something like that. But cool. Well, uh, good luck with that. Certainly looking forward to hearing how that goes. I'm sure you'll do very well. 1700 is certainly nothing to be, uh, nothing to, you know, sneeze at. That's great. So congrats. And John, welcome to the podcast for the first time been around for quite a bit now of course but it's great to finally have you on so welcome in uh tell us a little about yourself how are things going how are you doing yeah jake thanks for having me on yeah i am i am john i am just a average vgc enjoyer i apparently have a cult of people who love my ev spreads i don't know why i don't know how but people for whatever reason ask for my advice on teams and ask for EV spreads, and then somehow they work and survive things that they shouldn't. So I guess that's my claim to fame. But recently, I was actually working with Jake and one of our other buddies on the on the snow team, and I recently got that bad boy up to 1500, which means I got bored with it. And so now my recent project is working on a Sunflora team, which has not been going that well because Sunflora kind of stinks. But... We're hoping that we can figure it out before the end of uh, Regulation C. So that's what's going on in my world. Very cool. All right. Well, going from snow to sun, I guess is is that a uh, is like a is it a Torkoal's Trick Room Sunflora type team? Well, yeah. So it's a the idea is Sunflora will sweep with Solar Power, which is an ability that increases Sunflora's special attack when the sun is out. So put it next to Torkoal, put it under Trick Room, and hoping. Hoping can uh, take him take some kills. However, the issue is getting up Trick Room and then getting the flower out under Trick Room. And unfortunately, my guys have been too strong under Trick Room to faint before Sunflora can get out. So I have to solve the problem of making sure I KO my own mons <laughs> so I can switch in my flower. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, sometimes it's like where there's like you know Tailwind or Trick Room teams. It's like you want the trick room of the tailwind satellite to die. So that way you can bring in your actual sweeper, but that sounds like fun. That's a, that's a cool project. You'd like to do those like more project based teams, right? And like, Hey, I got, you know, X Pokemon to, you know, 14 or 1500 or something like that. And then you go to something else. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, so I remember my, my 
favorite team of all time was in series 12 during sword and shield when uh Kyurem white was still around and i got that guy shedinja and mr rhyme on several different accounts to pretty close to four to 14 1500 and somehow mr rhyme actually fit into the metagame super well next to those other crazy guys so i love project teams because it gives me a goal besides get to this ladder rating get to this win win loss ratio but it allows me to say i want to have my favorite pokemon and i want to get it as far as i can before i never ever touch it again very cool very cool that's that sounds like a fun way to play it for sure and the man who needs no introduction tony welcome back how are you doing man um i'm doing the exact opposite as them oh no I, i'm trying happening? to i'm trying to make a team and it just doesn't work and it just makes me sad now it's well you're cool. going to you're going to portland soon right shut up <laughs> i'm sure it'll be fine you have like oh no three days no. you'll be good you'll be good uh-huh yeah well, you know what? It'll 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 work itself out. You'll you'll figure it out. You'll you'll hit your stride, get in the zone, and uh, you'll do well. I'm sure. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but I mean, you know, I, I I gotta keep trying. I can't I can't stray too far, which was my problem last time. Just this time, I'm just like, oh fuck! I got like three days. Someone help me, please. Well, the good thing is you're seeing a lot of different teams, you know, as you as you try and figure out what your six is going to be. So, you know, as long as you're getting like the best of three practice and getting to see a bunch of stuff, I'm sure I'm sure it'll work itself out eventually. One of us needs to be optimistic. Thank you. Yeah, uh, but cool. Well, thank you guys all very much for coming on uh, for me personally. Uh, not too much, you know, out of the out of the ordinary uh, planning for Hartford, trying to figure out what team I'm going to bring. I've, I thought I was sure about a week ago, but. I have since changed my mind. Got back in a little bit into draft league, which has been fun. I took a, a long hiatus from the start of this season, but one of our coaches had to drop for some AP exams. So good luck on those. So I'm just playing in in their place, and it's been fun to sort of get back into it and uh, get back in the swing of things. And besides that, just kind of playing on ladder and just seeing seeing what's out there and might play in a couple best of threes here and there some some tournaments on limitless and whatnot so but it's been good but great i am very happy to have you all on because we have some very fun stuff to get into as well as a brand new segment that we are going to unveil in just a second so let's roll into that agenda first and foremost as we always do we're going to touch base on some news that's going on in vgc then we're going to talk about the recently completed tournament from Nino Poker Bros number 68. Some very fun teams and the, the winning team I am very interested to try myself. Then we're going to go into a team spotlight, actually, where we are going to talk about a team that has been built by our very own Jack based on some teams that we saw have some recent success. We're going to talk about the team and then, of course, post the the link down below for people to try out the, the rental code. And then last but not least, we have some emails. But first, let's get into the news. So, John, can you take this first one, please? <laughs> I've got the newsreel. So, ranked battle season five has now concluded as of, so today's May 1st. 
as of April 30th, it's done. If you got to Master Ball tier, make sure you log in and get your rewards. There are three Sour Herb, Herb Mystica HMs, a gold bottle cap, three regular bottle caps, an ability patch, and 100,000 League points, which doesn't go far in this game. Right. So yeah, that means just... Season 6 has now started, right? Now you can get 100,000 more League points, I think, maybe. And so you, if you reach Master Ball at the end of the season, you're going to get the same rewards, but instead of Sour Herba Mystica, you're going to get bitter ones. Apparently they rotate every month. Season six runs from today until May 31st, which is the end of the month. These are usually month-long seasons uh, rather than month-long series. I still wish they gave Terra shards. It would be so nice. <laughs> Imagine if they give I agree. 50 Terra shards for every type because you got in Master Ball. Oh, that's so good. Honestly, even just like 10 of each would be great. <laughs> like something something just <laughs> small that's how that's how much i'm starved for them yeah, the blissey raids are nice though totally yes tony you're, you're super cheap aren't you you're just a cheap date oh you yeah want, you only want 10 that i would take that at this point i mean i guess you're fine with the 10 vitamins that you can buy with the 100k well no i have my turbo controller for that i do too officially sponsored by nintendo <laughs> I don't need money. I just, you know, you just make millions of dollars by sitting here and let it go to itself, you know. But cool. Totally. Uh, yeah. So that was so that we have, you know, like like John said, season six has started, and this coming weekend we have quite a bit coming up. Uh, Jack, tell us a little bit more what we have to look forward to. So this week is a triple header of tournaments. Not only do we have the Global Challenge Three that you should sign up for now. Um, there is also the Portland Regional and Sao Paulo Regional. Are uh, any of you guys attending? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll find yeah. a team for you. We'll get one. <laughs> you'll do, you'll do well. I don't, I don't think any of us are going to Sao Paulo unless one of you has connections in Brazil that I'm unaware of. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, no. Unfortunately, no. But the global challenge, the global challenge, probably I can, I can get up and go to my switch and play some games. Yes. I think I'll be doing that too. Yeah. That'll be fun. Is it weird to anybody else that they're having, that they have two regionals the same weekend as the global challenge number three, but then there's nothing next weekend. I mean, that's better for me. What if everyone's just like, I don't want to leave my house. And then I'm like the only person that shows up and I automatically top cut. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that's the that's the plan. That was my whole plan I, this whole time. I was like, who the who the fuck wants to go to Portland? <laughs> you know, like Oregon is just where young people go to retire, right? The first. I time, was thinking yeah. the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know anything else about Portland. Portland's cool. They have a really uh, massive bookstore there that I went to. Oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's oh, it's yeah. like I think it's the biggest one in the country. That's, oh, that's, um, that's what I definitely plan to go to. It's is. cool. It is. They also have Voodoo Donuts, which is, you know, they, they have like a few other locations around the country, but you can get anything you want on top of a donut. They'll put it on there for you. Like Captain anything. Crunch. Yeah, like cra- Captain Crunch cereal. Um, there's a, a maple bacon yep. uh, donut, which is fantastic. Um and then they have they have a they used to do a contest called the uh, like the donut challenge where if you could eat their their massive donut 
it's like their Texas sized donut in less than 30 seconds. You would get it for free. And then someone choked and died and they had to stop doing it. This got very dark. Very. Mm-hmm. That's the most American thing I've ever heard. Oh, a hundred percent. It's called the Texas donut. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so true. <I> mean. <laughs> so speaking of Texas, I was born and raised in Texas. Fun facts for the viewers. There's this place called round rock donuts in round rock, Texas which is a little bit north of Austin that has these donuts that are probably three or four times the size of a normal donut that you would get from your normal shop. Nice. This is no challenge. This is just like their normal donut is this huge dough ring thing that they sell for way too little money. Yeah. Nice. And your so donuts you two- are already double the size anyway of ours. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine going to Australia and just being like, oh, I want a donut. And then it's like super tiny. And I'm like, this is supposed to be the most dangerous place on earth. And I can't get a normal size fucking donut. I would be highly <laughs> upset. Yeah, it was weird when I went to America and I ordered a plate of nachos off the entree menu. And it came out bigger than any main course I've ever seen. Yep. Oh, yeah. we, don't, we don't mess around with nachos. Nope, no. I mean, we kind of just don't mess around with food. Just in general. You used to mean supersize me. That's a thing. <laughs> Next time on Food with Noobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, the guy didn't die in the in the challenge, so I was wrong about that. So oh, okay. that's, that's okay. good. He, he didn't die. <laughs> he he lived after ending. All. Yeah, he just choked, and they were like, "Okay, let's stop. Let's stop." <laughs> but yeah, so this does uh... not get cut. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it stays see, on. See, Tony, if you choke, you'll be fine. It's so weird. I can't. You have no, never mind. <laughs> All right, that's that one. Uh, but why don't you touch this one, uh, Tony? This last piece as we throw a congratulations to uh, to someone out there. Congratulations to Joe Ugar. No, just joking. Joe UX Nine. Congratulations for winning the Victory Road April Challenge with a spicy sun team featuring everyone's favorite Jumpluff. You know, I gotta say that's that's still pretty fucking cool. Like, just imagine. You go in there and everyone's like, oh, it's a sun team. It's just Jumpluff. You know, what's Jumpluff going to do? And then Jumpluff just comes in, floating in like a little dandelion and just fucks your day up. This big, I'm sure it's shiny because everyone picks the pink one, right? Totally. Yeah, 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 of course. It's a good shiny. It's the only one to go to. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, you just see this big pink fluff ball that looks like floating cotton candy that makes you smile. And then it just fucks your day up. Mm-hmm. doesn't it like mm-hmm. it's such a fast pokemon it's got chlorophyll it outspeeds bundle it can set tailwind like and it's already such a hyper offensive team it can just roll over everything it's yeah. it's faster than lilligan i think too mm-hmm. oh yeah very so it's the faster support because it's not a sun sweeper no it, yeah with, with sleep because it has it gets tailwind which is you know something that lilligan doesn't but still gets sleep it, it's, out. A, it's like decent bulk too so it's like it doesn't need the sash it's frail but like it's not frail, but it's it just doesn't hit for shit. But I mean, other than yeah. that, as a support, it's it's solid. Yeah, I mean, the only move that uh, it doesn't get is after you. But I mean, Joe was running Fisher on his Torkoal, so I don't think that mattered too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, Jumpluff is basically running uh, Fisher on its own because Encore. I don't know if y'all have used Encore that much, but Encore can by itself win you entire games. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
you slap them, you know, slap them with the encore after they hit protect or substitute or a ground move into jump bluff or, you know, just some completely useless setup move. And they're just toast for the rest of the game. And because jump bluff is so fast, it can just keep clicking encore. Well, yeah, it's like we said, congratulations to you, Joe. Well done. Very cool to win a encore. big tournament like that with, with, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now just you know go win a regional. Uh, let's <laughs> do not let that. <laughs> I just I just want to tell you guys that the top the top comment on the victory road tweet is uh wow he actually added a ruin mon to his team and he won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that that'll happen. You know, for the listeners who don't know, Joe UX Nine has a habit of getting either top cut, top four, or recently getting second place at several in-person tourneys. Just I mean, cannot win one. He's defending his uh, title in Portland, actually, this weekend. We'll see how Portland goes. I'm, I'm excited because I think at this point, we're getting to like oh, wow. a little bit more of like a mature metagame. I mean, I, I realize it's only still like what, like a month old or something like that, but there have been quite a few regionals and whatnot to, to go off of and see what, what works and what doesn't. And another place to, to really check to see what works and what doesn't are on those online tournaments, especially those big ones, just like the one that Nino put on just this past weekend. The Nino Scarlet and Violet Tour number 68 featured 221 participants, which is just absolutely dwarfs the, the next the next highest, which was the VGC Trainer School. But they they hit 221, which is insane. So it was best of three throughout the entire Swiss rounds and then top cut. So some very, very cool teams that ended up getting into it. So I do want to talk about some of these here. The person that won, Jag Samarat, going 12-1, and one, which is pretty cool. And their team is even, is even cooler. They have an Assault Vest, Ting Lu, Poison Terra-type with Stomping Tantrum, Throat Chop, Ruination, Earthquake, Annihilate with Citrus Berry, the Terra-type Fire, pretty standard set, Rage Fist, Strain Punch, Bull Call Protect. They have a Lumberry Corviknight with the Water Terra. This one does have Tailwind as well as Brave Bird, Iron Head, and Roost. Iron Moth with the Booster Energy. You don't see Iron Moth too much anymore, so this is kind of cool. Fiery Dance, Sludge Wave, Protect, and Energy Ball. We have Grim Snarl with Light Clay, Steel Terra, Spirit Break, Reflect, Light Screen, Fake Out, and then Goldango with the Terra Water, Leftovers, Make It Rain, Shadow Ball, Protect, and Nasty Plot. I like this team a lot. One, The one thing that really jumped out to me right off the bat was you can click Sludge Wave against or next to just about every single Pokemon because it's either going to resist it without terroring with Ting Lu or Annihilate, or of course Corviknight or Goldango, or the Terra type Steel on Grimmsnarl, you also are immune to it as well. So I think this is a pretty cool team. We'll start with you, Jack. Anything jump out to you about this team that you want to comment on? Well, I mean, uh, congratulations to Jack Samaron. I've played him many a time, and he is a very strong player. Uh, I think it's a really interesting team. You've got great synergy with Ting Lu Corviknight. Obviously, just having screens to be as bulky as possible. It's really interesting. Uh, I think this team, it makes sense because you're kind of just throwing stuff at him after you set up as much bulk as possible. And yeah, I think it was just a good call for the tournament. What do you mean a good call for the tournament? I'm curious. 
Oh, I mean that by, um, I don't think like on ladder and on cart, there hasn't been too much screens and, you know, you're using big threats like Annihilate and Goldango. And I mean, even Corviknight kind of rounds out that third slot and being able to just have screens to make Goldango and Annihilate as bulky as possible, allowing them to set up means that nothing can really stop them. That's a good point. Yeah, because in the best of three, you know, bulk is really going to help you out. That's pretty cool. What do you think, John? Have you had a chance to look at this team? Anything uh, jump out to you? Yeah, so I was actually inspecting the winners' uh, matches throughout the tournament because the most interesting move on this entire team is Energy Ball on Iron Moth. And that is because if you look at the super-duper dominant Palance team with Amoongus, Arcanine, Palafin, and Fluttermane, a very, very, very common Terra-type on that team and to counter that team is Terra-Water. And we see on this team, Goldango is Terra-Water, Corviknight is Terra-Water. Terra-Water is a very, very, very good uh, Terra-type right now. And Iron Moth has a very rare grass move that does really well into Palance teams because Palance teams often do not have a grass move for that counter. So if they're facing a Palafin, if they're facing a bunch of water types, they actually can't get through them. So if you're looking to counter counterbalance, as everyone is trying to do right now, um, and you're trying to get through a Terra Water Ting Lu, a Terra Water Amoongus, Terra Water Arcanine, you need a grass or electric move. And Iron Moth can do that for you. Um, so I think that's the thing that sticks out to me is probably the most quote-unquote meta-breaking thing. Because you're right, Jack that Goldango behind screens is excellent. Annihilate behind screens is excellent. And there's you'll notice that there's no way for Annihilate to increase its own Rage Fist by getting smacked by another partner, except through Earthquake and through Sludge Wave. But you need to be very careful because Sludge Wave can poison you. So I don't think the intent of the team is to hit yourself next to Annihilate. It's just to put it behind screens and hope that it's not gonna that it's not gonna die. Yeah, I think those, uh, yeah. Are, those are the huge things in Corviknight with Iron Head as well. It's very uncommon move, at least in my experience with a Corviknight, because you actually have a counter into opposing Flutter main. Yeah, um, that yeah, is so, important. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, the Now that you've said that about the Iron Moth, um, it looks to me like just a Terra type breaker. It's got Fire, Poison, and Grass moves mm -hmm. which uh is super effective into the three most important uh three most common terror types of steel water and grass so it just makes yep. so much sense yep and whether it's terror and, and whether the booster energy increases its speed or increases its power with on special attack either way it's going to smash stuff true and also too just like just in general grass is so great for iron moth anyways because it mm -hmm. you know then like patches up that ground that ground weakness really well I also like Goldango. I mean, you know, your your standard leftover set is just once you put it behind screens, you set up Tailwind, it's able to just do a ton of damage. I'm a big fan of that. What do you think, Tony? Any anything on this team that hasn't been said yet? That hasn't been said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a real cool team. I mean, the Sludge Wave next to the Goldango next to the Corviknight, uh, Terra Steel, Grim Snarl if needed, or you know, Terra Poison Ting Lu. Those are all like. That it, it makes sense because I think that was like one of the major problems about Iron Moth was it didn't really have any uh, poison stab besides Sludge Wave or Acid Spray even. And um, 
I think it's thought out based off of what's currently going around right now. And I think screens might make a comeback because you don't see too many screen breakers either right now. And it's not like Miascarada in the beginning where it was like, oh, Flower Trick was th- your way around the screens before. And everyone was like, oh, well, what the fuck's the point? But now that like, oh, it's like Miascarada's trash. And, you know, you don't really have anyone really breaking the screens. There's no brick break running around. It's, it's low kick instead. So, you know, light screen and reflect. It seems like it, it seems like something that's like so obvious that everyone's just kind of looking over. It's like, oh, well. How are you going to stop Palafin from fucking hitting you like a truck? And it's like, well, why don't you just throw up a reflect? Um, does anyone know if screen stop, like, reduces self-hits? Because I could see, like, going for Sludge Wave or Earthquake next to Annihilate to boost Rage, rage Fist. It my, says... My instinctual understanding is that it would, but... Yeah, it says, answer is yes. Reflect and light screen cover all Pokemon on your team throughout the duration of the move. This includes for multiple target moves like Surf and Earthquake. Surf and Earthquake. Uh, nice. That's interesting. That's cool. Because I would think that you're like, you're attacking yourself behind your own screen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that's neat. That's a neat interaction. Well, uh, does Annihilate quad resist or just resist Sludge Wave? It just resists Sludge Wave because of the ghost uh, resistance. Yeah. Fighting resists bug, dark, and rock. Right. right. Yep. And then poison resists resists fighting and bug. Mm-hmm. And then yep. bug resists fighting. Sometimes I get those three because <laughs> they're like <laughs> so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of interact, but they kind of don't. Like none of them are super effective against each other, but they're like weirdly resisting. It's you know. Yep. But anyway, uh, congrats! Uh, congrats to them for sure. Pulling off quite a uh, quite a big victory, but let's see who they faced in the finals. Moving down to the number two team, Mike Elder, Mike Elder, best with a Talon Chomp team. A little bit of sand thrown in there, so we have Talon Flame with Safety Goggles, Ghost Terra, Brave Bird, Tal- uh, Tailwind, Will O Wisp, and Taunt Garchomp with the Clear Amulet. Steel Terra, Earthquake, Dragon Claw, Stomping Tantrum, and Protect. So no like Rock Slide or anything. Uh, Fluttermane and Iron Bundle. With uh, Fluttermane, we have Choice Specs, Terra Water, Moonblast, Shadow Ball, Dazzling Gleam, and Thunderbolt. As we mentioned for the Terra type waters. Booster Bundle with your standard set. Icy Wind is on there, so no Encore. We have AV Titar with the Terra Grass, Rock Slide, Assurance, Low Kick, and Heavy Slam. And to round it out, Chen Pao with the Focus Sash, Ice Spinner, Sucker Punch, Sacred Sword, and Protect. I'm always a little wary having a Sash, non-steel, rock, or ground mon on my with a next to Tyranitar, but something like Chen Pao, it really needs that Sash. But, you know, pretty hyper-offense team with just some bulk thrown in there along the way. Seems like a pretty cool team. We'll start first with you, Tony. Anything jump out to you? Um, no, like you said, like the sa- sash and sand has always been that one thing where it's like it's a weird interaction. But I mean, I'm guessing in this case, it's like, you know, you. I'm assuming that they don't bring the Tyranitar with the Champ Power too often. Because I mean, plus with the Terra flying, I'm sure it's like going to be something like, oh, you set up the Tailwind or you do the Icy Winds and then you just get the the Garchomp to just Earthquake spam next to the Champ Pao who Terra flies and then it seems it's almost like a like great test teams except with the tarantar um 
I noticed the Durantar's Terra Grass, though. So that's kind of interesting. So instead of like full on resisting or full on immunity to the earthquakes, I guess it's to resist. So then you could also take the Palafin Jet Punches a lot better. I think that that part's kind of cool. Other than that, you know, it's Talonflame is pretty standard. Fluttermane is probably pretty standard. Terra Water is a, like a good neutral typing. And then, yeah, Iron Bundle, no surprise. But I mean, the the Terra Steel Garchomp is kind of cool. Because I'm so used to Terra Fire now. Because like Terra Fire is that, uh, you know, anti-Will-O-Wisp. No, I think it's cool. A lot, of, a lot of individual interactions, I think, with the, uh, you know, the Bundle, the Flutter talent chomp and then you sort of figure out what else you want to do along the way do you like a team like this john is i mean i know that you like the you know the more project teams but could you see yourself bringing something like this to uh to a tournament well so i think that <clears throat> the interesting thing about this team is like tony said it's it's just like the the talent tusk teams we saw and towards the end of the format we were seeing a lot more tyranitar but you noted well that it resists Earthquake. So if you count on the team, there's Talonflame, Tyranitar, and Chien Pal that all can either uh, resist or immune to Earthquake. And particularly with Chien Pao and Garchomp next to each other, you can spam EQ with Sword of Ruin up. And now you effectively have a Life Orb on your Garchomp because that's the Sword of Ruin and uh, Beads of Ruin on Chiyu are effectively Life Orb boosts to your, to your moves. So you effectively have both Life Orb and Clear Amulet on Garchomp. And Tyranitar has an Amoongus immunity. So now you have two members of your team that can't be shut down by Amoongus, which is a huge pain in Hyper Offense's side. So I think it's a really well-teched team. Um, I could definitely, I would definitely see myself using this in a tournament um, just to see how I played with Hyper Offense ac across different games. Because it's one thing to go to, on the ladder, take this team, and just sweep through people. It's a totally different thing to try to adjust in game two and three and actually have to use your different game plans and to mind game your opponent through, okay, am I going to lead my Chien Pao Garchomp, or am I going to lead my Tailwind mode this time? Or am I going to try to bulk through you? You don't actually know, and, you, and this kind of team actually has options, which I think is indicative of why they were finalists in this humongous tournament. Uh, yeah, I think what you said about the pairs in best of three, uh, it's really interesting because I feel like playing hyper offense in best of three, you kind of have to lead right. But the fact of how strong all these individual Pokemon are, you can normally pair them next to each other in any combination. And so you do have a lot of options in surprising your po opponent with leads, which can give you the upper hand. It's true. And like, you know, if, if you get a lead wrong, especially against a hyper offense team, you are then forced to switch, take a chunk of damage, or maybe, you know, don't switch and, you know, trying to figure out what you want to do. And then you're still taking a chunk of damage. And then once you go down, you know, two mons, you know, or even just one, it can really just set things in motion to a quick loss and overall set loss, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's how I got my first game loss in Sydney Regionals. I just led wrong twice and I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, sometimes it is like roulette in a way, trying to figure out what they're going to do. But cool. I mean, I like this team. It, there's not too much that I feel like to necessarily talk about. Um, I mean, like the, the, the Terra type flying on Chen Pao is neat. I don't know about you guys. I've seen a lot of different Terra types on Chen Pao 
over the past couple weeks like electric fire dark ice flying ghost anything stand out to you that you prefer using more so than others i just default to ghost but i think terror dark is very strong and also the terror fire bulky one is really interesting for dealing with flutter main i think it's one of those situations where it's like how often are you gonna terror your chin pal Terra flying is like cool defensively. The the what what was it? I think it was last time someone had the Terra blast Terra flying. That's cool. Like I still think that's pretty cool. I don't see you defensively Terra your Chen Pal a lot. So I think Dark makes sense. Yeah. Mark my words. Terra bug Chen Pao is going to be a set. I'm still Terra bug Terra bug Iron Thorns to be amazing. So actually, we probably might not get to it today. Terabug Iron Thorns got like 30 something place or something down in this tournament. Oh man, now I'm looking. So Puffy Zero, they were number 48. They they ran an Iron Valiant and they ran Iron Thorns. Yeah, Bug Iron Thorns and uh special Iron Valiant. They oh, they ran the the loaded dice uh Iron Thorns set with Rock Blast and Pin Mizzle. That's fun. But Let's move on down from uh, pivoting from pin missile to another multi-hit move. We find the third place team, Donald W. Smith Jr., Donald W.S. Jr., another fantastic player running an interesting kind of uh, mouse ape team if the mouse was was a mushroom. So we have Annihilate with Leftovers and Vital Spirit which you don't see too often over Defiant, especially in open team sheet. You see it a little bit more on ladder, but when you know it's coming, it's a little different. You can uh, handle it. Terra type fire with your other you know, standard moves. Amoongus with Spore, Rage Powder, Bullet Seed, and Pollen Puff with the Citrus Berry and Terra type water. So you can pair that Bullet Seed into Annihilate for the Rage Fist, which is kind of cool. Then you have Bundle and Fluttermane with your pretty standard sets there. The Fluttermain is Choice Specs with the Moonblast, Shadow Ball, Dazzling Gleam, and Psy Shock. That's that fourth move that gets you a little bit of variety. Uh, it is Booster Bundle. Then we have Safety Goggles on an Arcanine with the Terra Grass, Flare Blitz, E-Speed, Will-O-Wisp, and Protect. And last but certainly not least is your AV, Ting Lu, Terra-type Water, Stomping Tantrum, Ruination, Heavy Slam, and Payback, a pretty fun move on Ting Lu. So seems like an interesting team. To me, it seems like it wouldn't do well in a best of three open team sheet when you, again, when you know that the vital spirit is there over Defiant, but to come in third, pretty great. What do you think about this team, John? Yeah, so earlier we were talking about this team and I think, and Jack might mention this more um, about the Annihilate, but if you know, if you have an Arcanine or a Gyarados or an Intimidate Pokemon, and you see this Annihilate, you're thinking in the back of your head, I'm going to just keep switching in and out, in and out, nullifying all those bulk ups, which is totally a a line you have into this team that you normally don't because most Annihilates are defiant. However, a line that you no longer have into Annihilate is both burning it because it's Terrifier and putting it to sleep because it's Vital Spirit. So... Part of your Arcanine works really well now. The other part of your Arcanine and your Amoongus don't work at all. So I think it's a really interesting adaptation uh, to run Vital Spirit. And he's not the first to run Vital Spirit. Loads of people run Vital Spirit 
Annihilate. The Arcanine set is interesting because it does not have Howl. Normally, Howl Arcanine is helpful to deal with the cycling intimidates. So I would I would have expected him to run Howl Arcanine. Instead, what I see is, hey, his lines are put up Iron Bundle, put up Fluttermane, and KO their Arcanine before they can start cycling all these Annihilate um, Intimidates. And because you're running a Moongus, you actually have a lot of pivoting potential where you can pivot in your Annihilate, maybe bullet seed it on the switch, and then take it right back out as you're trying to pester the opponent. So it looks like a very interesting team. And Terra Fairy, Iron Bundle, I don't know what that's for. I don't know why you did that, but I just love it. Maybe like Glaive Rush? Because otherwise, I mean, Bax Caliber is not going to be able to hit Iron Bundle with really anything. Because it seems as though the, the Glaive Rush, you know, double ice attack, may, maybe EQ is kind of popped up. So you get some assistance there. But yeah, that is weird. Because Iron Bundle, yeah. I guess, may, maybe this is more of like a bulky bundle set. But it is booster energy, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I've got a bit to say about this team, actually. Which is I after I did play it on Showdown and I did beat it because my team did, wasn't standard balanced. But by looking at this, it is one hundred percent designed to beat a Guardi's Palance team. I think the Fairy Terror, you're absolutely right, is for the Glaive Rush, um, and the Vital Spirit Annihilate is to beat a Mungus Counterplay, so you can get Bullet Seeds off. But I think that. Well, he did go 11-0 in Swiss, so I don't know how much he'd want to change the team. I think what I would do if I took this team is I would change Annihilate back to Defiant and give it Lumberry because you have Pollen Puffer Moongus next to it anyway. And so that way it would do well into like all other teams because you have Terra Fire still, so you can Terror it to make sure they don't burn your Lumberry with Will-O-Wisp. And so I just think that would help it do so well. That's a good point. And then you can, because if you can maybe set it up so that you're, you know, you're already Rage Fist boosted, because no Amoongus is anymore really are running that like Dark Terra, you know, or like, I mean, I guess you can see like maybe like a Dark Terra, like a normal Terra here and there. But if you get set up with your Annihilate, you really only need like one turn of avoiding Spore to be able to then KO it where wherever it may be. So I could see that definitely working and not necessarily needing the the anti-sleep. Although I guess is yawn a little bit more more widespread now with things like I don't know. I guess it's really kind of just dozo and like Doxbun, I guess at this point are kind of just sending out yawns. So maybe you don't need it for that. Defiant probably is the the best way to go, I guess. Yeah, it is interesting. It seems like it, it could do well into a lot of things, but yeah, Yawn would uh, maybe stuff it up. But I think uh, Iron Bundle and Fluttermane do particularly well into the slow team, so not sure. Yeah. yeah. I do want to ask you guys' opinion. Do you think Amoongus is better, or do you think Mousehold is better? I see I see the benefit of both. Oh, I man. think I actually like this Amoongus, to be totally honest, over, over, mouse, over Mousehold, because... The spore is great. I mean, you still have, you know, rage powder, you still have bullet seed. The one the one benefit to bullet seed though is that there's a ton of water terra types out there. And that's something that you can actually do a little bit of damage with. And then also you have, you know, the the HP regen with pollen puff into the annihilate for even more support. And also it benefits the rest of your team. So I don't know. I, I think that 
on this team specifically, it just it works really well. Yeah, and with Mousehold, what you're what Mousehold usually has is a way to activate Rage Fist, Friend Guard to increase Annihilate Spulk, and a support move like Super Fang or Taunt or some kind of disabling move. On this team, you have both Arcanine and Ting Lu, so you have ways to increase Annihilate's bulk around it. You have the multi-hit move with Amoongus. You have Ruination on Ting Lu, so you already have Super Fang. So I can really see... And the, the big issue with Mousehold is that you are going to have a lack of team cohesion because Mousehold cannot pivot that well. It's not a very bulky Pokemon. Its ability doesn't allow it to switch out and switch back in uh, super effectively. So having Amoongus occupy that same role and dividing up the rest of Mousehold's move slots to the rest of the team, I think makes for a much better Annihilate team than past Mouseape teams ever could be. That's a good point. Plus, too, I mean, the one benefit, I mean, it's maybe small, but you don't necessarily need to lead Mousehold with Annihilate to get the full benefit of beat up, you know, because it's like if, if whatever, you know, whatever reason you're beating up towards the end of the game and maybe you only have like two or three Pokemon left, you're only getting two or three actual hits with the beat up as opposed to Bullet Seed is doing could do five, you know, and you just like max out Rage Fist right away. So I don't know. I think that there is there is some benefit there. And to all the, your additional points that it just provides so much additional support to the rest of the team, whereas Mousehold kind of just supports the ape. This is a uh, pretty neat, pretty neat team and, and definitely, you know, continues to make those adaptations into how we can make Annihilate even better. So let's look at this last uh, this last team here before we move on to our team spotlight. So this is from Aura Rayquaza. They came in fourth place with a pretty cool team. So we have Gyarados with the Terra-type Steel, Ruckin' and Aguavberry, Thunderwave, Waterfall, Chilling Water, and Taunt, Fluttermane with the Booster Energy, Terra-type Fairy, Shadow Ball, Substitute, Moonblast, and Protect, Safety Goggles Iron Hands with the Terra-type Fire, so kind of similar to that Annihilate where it can't be put to sleep and it can't be burned, uh, with Detect, Drain Punch, Wild Charge, and Swords Dance, Amoongus with the Citrus Berry and the Water Terra, Spore, Rage Powder, Pollen Puff, and Clear Smog instead of Protect, AV Ting Lu, Earthquake, Heavy Slam, Stomping Tantrum, and Ruination, and last but certainly not least, Focus Sash Bundle with the Ghost Terra, Freeze Dry, Hydro Pump, Encore, and Protect. So it's like, you look at this, you see the six, and you're like, okay, I kind of have an idea of what is going to happen. And then you actually look at the open team sheet, and you're like, wow, Chilling Water on Gyarados, Detect Iron Hands with, you know, like SD and Safety Goggles, Substitute on Fluttermane, Encore, Iron Bundle. I kind of like these teams when they look like they're just a regular team at the surface level. But then once you dig a little bit deeper, there's a lot more to them. So to round it out, Jack, we'll start with you. What do you think? Anything? Uh, what do you think about some of maybe the, the adaptations to the, the norms that we typically see with these six Pokemon? Well, I think that uh, 
Rayquaza is very unlucky to have not got third place in their bracket because this team looks like a hard counter to them. The Gyarados set is really interesting. I love the Chilling Water and Intimidate. That could shut down so many things. Just Taunt Thunder Wave, we know it's a good set and it's clearly made to be as bulky as possible. The Iron Hand set we have seen before in like Series 2, but using it in Series 3... Uh, it's really smart. It's something I was kind of playing around with, and it can do really well at the moment. And also the Substitute Flutter is also something that's very good, uh, always has been, and just being able to stall out a few turns using Substitute and put yourself in a better position is amazing. Yeah, it's a good point. Sometimes it comes down to, like, you know, the matchup that you have, and maybe if you're on a different side of the bracket, you'd actually perform a little bit better based on the Pokemon that you're seeing there. But teams like this, I could definitely see doing really well because it has a lot of ways to avoid letting you do what you want to do. You know, with Encore on Bundle, with Substitute on Fluttermane. I, I don't know what the boost would be necessarily, but I could imagine seeing a, a faster Fluttermane to avoid some of that stuff. But this could definitely go a long way in disrupting what you want to do. What do you think, Tony? I am One, I want to think... Uh... Just feeling a little risky with Hydro Pump. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm salty. I don't know. But Hydro Pump misses are so crucial and they're so hurtful when it happens. I definitely, yeah, no, definitely it's kind of cool to, it's kind of interesting to see uh, Hydro Pump over Icy Wind though. So it's like less speed control and all. But then Chilling Water on Gyarados is interesting also. Because it's like a double intimidate. If if you pull it off, I'm I I, I assume that flutter is speed boost, so you can get the substitute out faster. And then I kind of like safety goggles on iron hands. Not gonna lie, can't burn it. You can't sleep it. What are you gonna do? Just <laughs> let it kill you. It's a brave ass team, right? You got the hydro pump on iron bundle over icy wind. You got. You know, the chilling water on Gyarados, but you got no protect on Amoongus. But yeah, other than that, it looks like it's well thought out. Yeah, I could definitely see something like this. Because also, too, like you'd expect, you know, fake out on Iron Hands or something like that. But then you can, you're just setting up and then you're able to protect it because of Rage Powder and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, Thunder Wave, Chilling Water. Yeah, like the speed control is, is pretty cool. What do you think about this team, John? I love this team. I put it in my builder. There's a copy to clipboard option on Limitless, and I just copied it right into my team builder because I love these teams that try to throw RNG into your favor as opposed to your opponent's favor. We already mentioned the speed control is in Gyarados's hands, but we've got Encore, you've got Taunt, you've got Spore, and you've got Thunder Wave and Substitute. Five different ways to make sure your opponent cannot do their moves. It is insane. You can taunt right in front of the Amoongus. You can Thunder Wave and just make sure your opponent can't move 25% of the time. But what I think I like most about this team is the Ground Terra on Tinglu. Because a lot of Tinglus are going to go for defensive options like Water, Fire, Grass, Poison is the most common one, Fairy. But this one says, no, I'm going to spread Thunder Waves everywhere, and I'm just going to spam Earthquake and Stomping Tantrum right in front of your face. 
But if you think about it, Ting, one of Tinglu's biggest weaknesses is its fairy and fighting weaknesses. If you just go Terra Ground, you might not resist them, but you're not weak to them anymore. And because Tinglu just has stats everywhere, Terra Ground is almost like a defensive Terra because you're just removing a bunch of your weaknesses. So I think it's a really, really smart team. Well, I, I'm probably going to play with it after this or tomorrow or something like that. So I yeah, I love teams like this. I, that's a that's a great way to put it. Taking the RNG and putting it in your favor because that is truly the game we play. You know, trying to force force as much as you can to go against your opponent can really be the the difference in in games because especially with Thunder Wave, it that status just doesn't go away just like a burn, but like the ability to just basically have a completely null turn from your opponent and they're slower is huge. But uh but cool. That was that was the top four. Some very interesting teams that, that came out of this, which is certainly going to happen when you have 220 players all fighting for that top spot. So congratulations to all players in this for making top cut, for you know winning, of course, to Jack Samarot. So I'm curious to see if any of these adaptations will show themselves at Hartford or, or Portland, or if this was more just a, I'm just going to try something new. But... We'll certainly see. So we mentioned with the third place team that it was a hard counter potentially to a Gotti's team. Well, we, and specifically Jack, did something pretty cool. And that's going to move us into the team spotlight, which is a new segment that we are going to be doing. Maybe not necessarily every single episode, but we definitely do want to get it out there if people are interested and this is going to be where we're going to do an in-depth analysis of a team and provide a rental code for people to try out. So this week's team was none, was inspired by none other than Gabriel Agati's Palance team. They came in second place at EUIC and came in first in the second global challenge. So with that being said... Just how did you build this team, and and what is the team? Do you want to run through the open team sheet first, Jack? Yeah, no worries. So, uh, if in case you've been hiding under a rock the last two weeks, uh, Gabriella Gardi has had many results with this team that consists of Palafin, Arcanine, Fluttermane, Tinglu, Amungus, and Baxcalibur, and it has some really unique sets on there. Uh, before we get into the actual movesets, I'll point out that the, while we don't have specific EVs of the team, I managed to watch all of the stream games that Agati was on, and using the damage calculations from from opponents and, you know, damage into his own Pokemon, I was able to figure out the majority of the EV spreads. I know some are slightly off, but... They are a close representation, and so we just thought we would put it together so people can use the team on ladder. Yeah, so just first and foremost, thank you so much, Jack, for, for putting this together. I know that it was a lot of work, so we certainly very much appreciate it. This is a, a very fun team. All of us have had a chance to play around with it, so we do have some firsthand experience on how it plays. But just to reiterate, of course, the specific EVs were not fully released, so... This is us trying to provide something that could be close. So check it out. 
give a give it a a chance and as has been proven it certainly works in best of three as well as the best of one for global challenge so maybe this is something that you want to try now you can't use rental codes in the global challenge but if you want to check out the the team itself you know maybe go ahead and build it so Jack, let's start with you, as you probably had the most experience with the team. What has been some of your some of your your wins or, or losses or just your your individual games that you've had? I see that you have some notes written down here for the for the team itself. Yeah, no worries. So after I built the team in game, I uh, decided I would play a few games on ladder with it, um, and this was you know in Master Ball around like. 6,000 because I hadn't really played much on cart. But from the get three games I played, I won all three of them, just proving how dominant this team is. And I think two particularly notable games I played, one was actually a mirror of uh, Baxcalibur, Arcanine, Palafin, and Amoongus, uh, but they didn't have substitute Palafin. And, and one of the really interesting things was because uh, I had substitute, the Amoongus couldn't spore me and Arcanine couldn't intimidate me. So it made me uh, very strong sitting behind the substitute. And uh, I was able to pollen puff myself up many times. Uh, one thing that viewers will want to note when using the team is that opposing Palafin wave crash will break substitute. And so, for example, in my game, I had to go for a double substitute to avoid amoongus's spore while i got a flare blitz into it wow okay yeah I, and i think like the, the substitute on this team is is so fun now if you are going to use this though uh make sure to to take note of the fact that palafin has zero speed evs invested into it it's just it's it's regular base 100 so it sits at a cool 120 so you're not necessarily going to be able to outspeed like opposing Arcanines or anything like that. So don't try to avoid a Will-O-Wisp by clicking that substitute in in front of them, but more so, you know, weave in protects or jet punches or something like that. But if you can set up that substitute ahead of time, you're in such a great spot. Yeah, uh, everything on this team is really slow and bulky. Like even mm -hmm. the Baxcalibur didn't have any speed investment. And I found out after that even though... I made the Flutter main speed 168 so that it could outspeed Chiyu by one point. I found out that Agati's Flutter main uh, was actually slower than max speed Chiyu, which oh, wow. was a massive call for the tournament. So just keep that one in mind. Yeah, I was going to say, sitting at 168, it's one point slower than your you know, regular Garchomp, a 102 base speed. So it's going to be faster than all base 100s, but to be even slower than that on Agati's team is actually kind of significant. John, have you had a chance to play with this team? I know that you were messing around with it, I think, right? Oh, yeah, totally. It's <laughs> it's a funny team um, because, I mean, it's it's a Palance team. We all know how Palance kind of works at this point. But the cool stuff, the cool thing is that you have really fascinating lines into a lot of the metagame, right? So you, a big thing that people don't realize about Palance teams is that you have to use your last two slots to tech for the mirror. And so you might be wondering, okay, well, what is Baxcalibur and what are, uh, and what's Ting Lu doing for you? Well, Baxcalibur is how you deal with opponent, opponents' terror water stuff and how you deal with Amoongus because you have your water types on your own team. They can't get through Amoongus and often your 
Arcanine is going to go down really fast. So you need your Backscalibur to actually do a bunch of your physical damage uh, to get through stuff. And what I love most about this team is the fact that Amoongus has Zilcho Protect. Because it reminds me of a rain team that I had at the beginning of the season where I think maybe one of the Pokemon on the whole team actually had Protect. But what you get used to with these sorts of teams is this offensive positioning rather than defensive positioning where you have you your opponent that doesn't necessarily know whether or not you have protect but you know and you say okay am i going to sacrifice this or am i going to just let it go down so that i can take a, a needed ko right now um and so thinking in a different way with amoongus which is this really common um defensive piece has been really fun for me because i prefer more proactive plays than reactive plays. And I feel like when I'm clicking protect, I feel like I'm reacting rather than actually building momentum into the into the match. So that's the coolest part I love about this team. And also the Howl uh, Arcanine next to Baxcalibur. The, oh, yeah. It works out so that you can't actually intimidate down Baxcalibur, even if you wanted to. And you can just keep increasing his uh, physical attack all you want and all game long. So, yeah. I love the team. I, I'm going to keep playing with it, even though I don't like I don't like balance that much, uh, just because I kind of find it to be boring. Yeah, I think it's a really great adaptation into the metagame right now. Yeah, I think the um, the the thing with with that for sure. So it is clear amulet on the Baxcalibur, as most of them are. So yeah, like you said, you can't be intimidated by that. So then. When you just set up some howls with Arcanine, it can just you can start doing a ton of damage because you you have howl options with Palafin, Ting Lu, and Baxcalibur. So all of them are going to love that type of support for your physical attackers, and then also Arcanine itself is able to use it. And so with the Mungus dropping Protect for Clear Smog is great because you can reset those bulk ups that you get from Annihilate. You can reset obviously the double Omni Boost on Dozos because they're still running either water terra or ground terra or grass terra they haven't switched back to the steel terra just yet so the clear smog still works and if you want to get spicy you can even do like a, a self proc to uh remove some of those intimidates i maybe wouldn't necessarily suggest that but hey it's an option because uh it's not gonna do too much to you so there's a bunch of different ways to maneuver around on this team which is which is very fun tony did you get a chance to play with it at all yeah i, I got a chance to play with it uh the one thing that i do like is i mean Everyone's all over Hal right now, and I, I'm I'm a fan of Hal too. And uh, having the Arcanine just that little bit faster than both the Palafin and the Baxcalibur, so it's like even if they're out on the same turn, you know that you're going to get it off, and you know that it's it's an immediate reaction. So it's like either they're going to so they're going to swap in their Arcanine if they didn't already try to do the stat drop, and if they don't, then you just benefit straight out. The fun thing, like you guys said, was the Baxcalibur with the clear amulet where you can't be burned, you can't be status drop, or you can't be stat dropped. So it's definitely like Baxcalibur with the clear amulet is just it feels hand in hand at that point where it's mm -hmm. just like this is made for like mods like Baxcalibur where it's like oh you're you you what are you going to do? You're just going. You're going to eat this. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, and as long as you don't miss like icicle crash, you're going to be doing a ton of damage. So just be on the lookout for that. Because you can also get the flinch too, which could be certainly game changing for for some situations. Yeah. And so substitutes, yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah. I love <laughs> substitute jump elephant. I didn't get a chance to click that myself, so I'm definitely looking forward to, to trying out some more. 
But yeah, we'll post the the rental code in the in the show notes and as well uh, uh, send it out through our Twitter at School VGC. So definitely do check us out there. But last but not least, we want to move into the email. I'll just read it real quick. Hey, all glitch again. First off, love the impression of me last episode. I'm usually listening to the podcast at work and I busted out laughing like a maniac. So great job, Shinobi. The second global challenge was rough for my team. I used my team that got me in a master ball rank and the challenge showed its weaknesses and helped me form a new team that is much more balanced. As for what I saw the most in the challenge, Glamora or Palafin on every team. Keep up the great classes. The thing that I love about this this email is how bringing a team to a challenge like this and then seeing its weaknesses and and don't necessarily beat yourself up about it, but allow you to form a new team and how you can make it that much better. I've always liked that kind of stuff. Like that's definitely the right mentality to have, whether it's a global challenge or if you're like going to Portland or something like that. So there's let's uh, not talk about Portland. <laughs> there's still time, Tony, for sure. <laughs> I, I do want to say. I must have done like the most amazing impression of glitch. Hey all, I'm glitch. See, you can't even tell. You can't even tell it's me. You can't. You can't. It's like, I, like, I thought the there's fuck? a fifth person here. You know, like is it me just emailing you? I don't know. <laughs> Could be. I hope not. But as always, thank you so much, Glitch, for the email. We always certainly appreciate that. And you're welcome. You, <laughs> uh, for for next week. If anybody has a chance to try out this team that Jack put together, please let us know how it goes, whether it's in the Global Challenge or in the new Season 6 ladder or just casual or what have you. Let us know how it goes. We are very curious. And also, too, if you want us to keep doing stuff like this, because I think it could be pretty cool to see what some of these top cut teams are doing as we try and you know give you some insight about how they're playing. But yeah, let us know, of course. You can uh, reach out to us via Discord in the link included or send us an email at trainersschoolpodcast at gmail.com and let us know. But that's the podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on and giving some fantastic insight. I do appreciate it. So to uh, say goodbye, start with you, Jack. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Down from Australia. And John. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying to keep this on the rails just the end I guess so long farewell and uh, come down and visit us in Texas one time y'all oh damn I thought you were going to say Vita say goodbye that would have been good that would have been good that's what I thought I was going to nope and uh, Tony surround us out hasta la fuego Don't thank you everybody for, for listening I hope you enjoyed it <laughs> class dismissed